1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MoneyWise. MoneyWise is brought to you every week at this hour on a Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. We're very happy to have you with us. And I want to start out this morning by asking a question or posing a concept for you. If you're thinking about retiring and you're not planning for taxes, then you're really only doing half of a job. And the good news this morning is that I have a big white dog trying to lap me as I'm trying to talk, which makes it a little difficult to concentrate, doesn't it? So good morning to uh, Pete O'Lanes. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. And she has whacked her head on the table twice, too, which has bonked the whole table around. <laughs> yeah, she's a large dog. So... If you ever want to see this large dog, visit the websites, uh, usawealthgroup.com. Uh, she's a lot of fun in the office, but she's a big, clumsy concept. Teddy bear. Teddy bear. Yeah, she is a teddy bear. That's a good word. Also, good morning to attorney Mike Coleman. Good, good morning, morning, Mike. Good morning. Thank you. And um, we're going to be talking today about taxes. We're going to be talking about retirement. So when we were talking earlier and thinking about our show for this morning, we started asking the question, I wonder how many people out there listening have been laid off. Maybe their company has decided to downsize because of the pandemic. Maybe they don't have a job to go back to. Or maybe somebody is concerned about going back to work because they're concerned about how safe an environment it's going to be. So that brings up the question, what if you're close to the time where you could potentially retire? Maybe this is a time when you might want to think about doing that. And retirement doesn't mean that your working life is over, does it, Pete? It means you could find another part-time job to do or start a new career, do something different. I have plenty of clients who uh, came out of retirement to either go back to work full-time or some part-time. And in fact, I don't know if it has been mentioned on the radio show, but we have a new employee here uh, at Lance Family Insurance Agency. Her name is Deb. Uh, Deb Landry, and she was retired, and we pulled her out of retirement to become the commercial insurance specialist here at the office. And she's working part-time. She is. That's for Lance Family Insurance Agency, Mm -hmm. and she's an expert. And she spent her entire career doing that. Well, let's talk about that for just a minute. So Lance Family Insurance Agency, which is located in this building along with Lance Law, Inc. and USA Wealth Group, We sort of cover the waterfront in terms of things that we can do to help people, and they're all very much related, aren't they? Absolutely. Um, This has been mentioned, I can't tell you how many times, not by us, but by clients. Wow, this place is like a one-stop shop, and it really is for people who are looking to basically get, you know, organized and in control of their, their lives and their future and their retirement. We do home and auto insurance. We do commercial insurance. The law firm does estate planning and simple documents with uh, health care proxies and wills and everything else, um, real estate closings, nursing home protection, and then we do the financial uh, planning and f- uh, financial goals and, and financial plans for people. Yep, that's a very good summary. And, Mike, I'm sure you see a lot of people who are getting closer to retirement and Sometimes that's a trigger for them to be thinking about making sure that their estate plan is in order. Well, I think in general, when people get older, um, they want to make sure they have things in order. Um, yeah, so we see a lot of older people. Uh, they want to make sure that they you know, have things in order for their children. Sometimes what happens is that they've gone through the death of a parent, and their parent didn't plan properly so that they want to come in and, and do the right things for their kids. So that happens a lot as well. So there's a lot of good things to think about, Um, but specifically what we want to talk about a little bit today is what happens if you are close to retirement and maybe now you have the opportunity to say, you know what, I just don't want to go back back to work anymore. I want to retire. I guess there's a couple of really specific things you ought to be doing. One, you ought to come in for a checkup on your legal documents to make sure all that's in place, and you can call Attorney Mike Coleman, you can call Attorney Tenny Lance. They'd be happy to review any documents that you've done or not unusually today. A lot of people have done nothing. So this this is a very important step. 
You know, when you're talking about doing financial planning in general, every single recommendation you see regarding that is get your estate plan in order. When you're talking to somebody about doing estate planning and getting their estate planning documents in order, it automatically leads into a discussion of get your finances in order. And I always like to say it doesn't matter what your age, it doesn't matter what the size of your estate, there's always something you can do to improve your position. And a lot of times what we see is that when people have financial advisors who are outside of of our office, um, sometimes the financial advisor is giving them one piece of advice and then they come to us and we are telling them to do something else. Mm -hmm. We're just not on the same page. Right. So it's good to have everything under one roof, like Pete talked about before, so we can communicate with each other to make sure everyone's on the same page. It's a benefit of any client who's a client of both USA Wealth Group and Lance Law. But the fact is, this is really an interesting time for people to take stock of where they are and to answer the basic question of, is this a time when maybe I should retire and do something else with my life, and can I afford it? Do I have my documents in order? Do I have enough resources to retire? Have I started collecting Social Security? Should I start collecting Social Security? There are a lot of things that have to go together in this kind of a discussion. George Burns once said, retirement at 65 is ridiculous. When I was 65, I still had pimples. (laughs) Who said that, George Burns? George Burns. That sounds like a Rodney Dangerfield quote. It sort of does. Well, George Burns, I think he lived to be in his mid-90s. Yeah. He smoked a lot of cigars, too. Well, maybe that kept him petrified. (laughs) Who knows? But um, so today we're going to talk a little bit about some tax issues as well. And some of them I'm going to just throw out there for you to think about a little bit. I wonder... Pete, how many people have been collecting unemployment compensation over the past few months? A lot. (laughs) And so this is direct from the IRS website. Unemployment compensation is taxable. Have some taxes withheld if you're collecting unemployment compensation and avoid a tax time surprise. I bet you there's lots and lots of people out there who are collecting unemployment still or did collect unemployment and did not do anything to put aside money for taxes. Yep. And it's real easy to do. And if you don't do it, then you're going to get stuck next year when you go to file your income tax return and possibly owe taxes. So number one tax tip today, unemployment compensation is taxable. Uh, we can talk to you a little bit about that. You know, Give us a call. We're happy to uh, meet with you. There's a form called Form W-4V, Voluntary Withholding Request Form. You can get that right off the IRS website. And if you're still collecting unemployment, have some taxes taken out. You're really going to get stuck later if you don't. And um, as we talk about taxes, I, I think what I see all the time, and I'm very tuned into it because I have a lot of interest in tax planning, Most people, when they're making financial decisions, investment decisions, retirement decisions, putting money into a 401k or an IRA, they don't think a lot about what are going to be the tax implications later when they go to take the money out. And there's lots and lots of things that we can do here uh, to help in that direction. No, I'd say easily 90% of the people that I sit down with or that sometimes we sit down with because sometimes we sit down together with clients easily 90% of them uh, don't really understand what they're doing or what they've done. Nope, they don't. Um, Many of them have done a very good job of saving and putting money aside into different, you know, um, vehicles, whether it's an IRA or a 401k or whatever. Um, But not many people really do understand the actual implications of what they've done or uh, the implications of when they start withdrawing those funds, whether they need it or whether it's mandatory uh, in, in the case of required minimum distributions. So it's very unusual to have a really um, heavily involved client who knows every little bit of what they're doing. And why would you? Um, it's not your area of expertise. It's not what you did for your whole life and your whole career. So um, let us help you. 
You know, it seems like an eternity, uh, Mike, um, but in January of 2020, I spent an entire week in Orlando, Florida. I think I had about an hour out in the sun total, hmm. but nine to five, basically, without hardly a break, quick break for lunch, I was in a tax conference in mm-hmm. Orlando, uh, University of Miami Law School, Heckerling Tax Institute. I mm-hmm. like to do that about every other year. And I brought material back that we printed. I brought it back on thumb drives. Yeah. And the quantity of the material in this one little thumb drive was enough to fill two four-inch binders of material printed on two sides. Hmm. We wow. literally have eight inches worth of materials. It's intellectually challenging. It's fun for me. I enjoy the subject. But taxes are really complicated, ladies and gentlemen. And if you're making retirement decisions without asking the question, what's going to be the tax impact on me, um, you're missing out on half the battle and half the reason for taking your retirement benefits. So, um, Mike, do you have people that ask about taxes once in a while? Absolutely. (laughs) I met with a woman today who she likes to do a lot of her own work, financial work, which is always a problem. (laughs) Sure. It's interesting. Um, So she had all sorts of questions about donating money to charities and whether or not she can get deductions on that mm-hmm. out of IRAs and all sorts of stuff. So And a lot of those rules have changed. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't answer those kinds of questions. I advise her to get um, advice from an accountant or someone who has a tax background. Yeah, or sometimes talk to me. So yeah. um, a number of years ago when, when I finished law school, I went back a little later and got a Master of Laws degree in taxation. I enjoy it. I read everything I can about taxes. But so, Mike, do you have any recollection of what the federal deficit was in this country maybe last year, about a year ago? $17 trillion. It was actually about $21, $22 trillion. Okay. Um, you guys have any idea what the tax deficit is right now? I looked it up, so I know the numbers. Okay. <laughs> about $26 trillion. I was going to say a lot closer to 30 after all of these bailouts and handouts. and. Well, there's more coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We we we're hopefully going to have some further bill, which will help, uh, you know, people get more money or help small businesses. There's some shocking statistics I heard just this past week that on uh, CBS News in the morning of all the small businesses in this country, one in seven, one out of seven is permanently out of business. Hmm. And do you know what creates the most jobs in this country, ladies and gentlemen? Small business. Small business. It's not the big corporations. By far, the highest percentage of our gross national product is based upon small businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, companies with you know, 25 to 50 or fewer employees, that's a lot of businesses. It's every barbershop, pizza shop, small restaurant, you name it. Um, we've got about 12 or 13 people here right now. And um, one out of seven businesses has closed permanently and will not recover. So there is still a need for some relief in this country. But the deficit is $26 trillion. Mm-hmm. Now, let's add on top of that equation the fact that when Trump first came into office, there was a tax bill that was passed by Congress, which he signed into law. And one of the things it did is it lowered the tax rate for corporations permanently, but it also lowered the tax brackets, the tax rates for individuals temporarily Mm. for a five-year period. So a couple of years from now, that tax break that we've had is set to expire. And what happens for individuals is we go back to the same tax rate we had uh, three years ago, roughly, which means everybody's going to have a tax increase. So let's think about the politics of this for just a minute, uh, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're faced with this massive deficit and large deficit, which has been used to help both individuals and businesses, how do we pay for that if we don't raise taxes? If we've got a whole bunch of small businesses that are now permanently out of business, not creating new jobs, mm-hmm. how do we raise taxes uh, in order to pay down the deficit? How far in the future do we do this? Peter, uh, your children, uh, who are all teenagers or younger, uh, they're going to inherit a massive deficit. Yeah, and it was only 
how long ago did we actually have a, a budget surplus instead of a deficit? It was, what, late 90s? Yes. Um, when um, President Clinton left office, there was a surplus. Um, when Obama left office, we still didn't have the massive deficit that we have now. This is not just Trump's making, but the economy was on a sounder footing. Now, some of this isn't the fault of politicians, necessarily. Nobody could have predicted back in January, when I was down in Florida studying taxes, that we're going to be looking at the coronavirus, the pandemic, the massive impact on the economy, and so forth. So here's, here's my question to both of you. I'll, I'll go with you first, Mike. Mm -hmm. Okay. Knowing where we stand on the deficit, yeah. knowing where we stand in the economy right now, do you think it's likely we're going to have uh, taxes stay the same, taxes get reduced, or taxes increase in the future? I think they're going to be reduced because I'm, I'm an <laughs> optimist. Okay, that's Peter talking. <laughs> what do you think, Mike? <laughs> I guess you'd have to raise them if you need to pay off the deficit, right? Yeah. Well, not only are you probably going to have to raise it to raise money, but the law is already designed and written mm -hmm. that taxes will go up in a few years. So what's the point of all this discussion? Very simple. Anything and everything you do concerning retirement, if you don't have a tax question in there to say, what am I going to have to pay in taxes on retirement? Well, we've talked a lot about taxes. Um, I, I actually don't even know the topic of today's show, so I'm guessing it's taxes and retirement. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically, the, the, the real question is this. If you have the opportunity to retire right now, maybe a little bit early, instead of going back to work and sticking it out for a couple more years, should you take advantage of that opportunity? And something I do say from time to time, I'd say probably two or three times a year on the radio show, is that every single person or couple that sits across from us is completely unique in their own situation, their totally. own individual needs, their yeah. own uh, retirement savings and goals in their retirement. And uh, it's putting together a plan for them is like a puzzle. And I actually love puzzles, uh, you know, real puzzles. But I'm thinking with taxes, it's going to be completely different from one person to the next as to the best, the best thing that we can do for you. Um, I mean, we can do things that are, you know, like Roth IRA conversions. Uh, there's something, we're actually doing something right now um, this week, this past week, we've done some really heavy tax training, and we've also done a lot of uh, index universal life training. And, you know, we've done this from time to time where you can actually convert an IRA into an IUL or index universal life policy. And that has a very interesting, um, you know, tax assistance for you, if you will, when you go to retire. But again, it's, it's based on everyone's needs um, and their current assets and also um, their age as well. But one of the things that they've been teaching us in these courses is, well, you should focus not on your client's short-term or micro tax goals. Um, you, you know, every year you're looking to figure out what you can do, whether you can make a little bit of an extra contribution into your IRA or your 401k, so that way you can write it off next year. And everybody's always scrambling right before the April 15th deadline of maybe making an extra contribution for last year um, or towards last year. Um, this year, obviously, that was extended because of COVID and the CARES Act. Um, but people are always thinking in the short term about the tax implications and how they can, uh, you know, get get the IRS for this year, and that's called the micro um, uh, way of looking at things. You're looking in the short term for this year, and the training that we've been doing, they're saying, don't look at your clients micro, um, you know, in, in terms of their taxes. Look at their macro as well, and what the long term picture is when they actually go to retire. Well, we've always done that. Of course, we have. <laughs> so. You have to do that. You have to say. What's going to be the impact on your retirement income? What's going to be the impact on your kids? What if you want to leave a legacy to your children? Because they're going to have a, a worse time than we're having even right now. And they kept hammering that over and over and over, beating us over the head, saying, don't focus just on this year's tax implications for your clients. Focus on the long-term macro implications. And, I mean, that's what we've done since day one, since I started here back in 2005. So... 
Uh, taxes are, are a huge part of your retirement planning, and that's something that we absolutely do here and have always done. We're going to come back in a minute and talk about the, the whole issue of um, other kinds of things you can do to protect money, your money, your retirement accounts, and don't automatically think that it means putting more money into a 401k or an IRA. There's some other excellent, outstanding things that you can do. Um, you know, Mike, there's a, an author, Robert Kiyosaki. I've actually read a couple of his books. He wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Retire Young, Retire Rich. He's got the whole thing going. He's probably written 25 different books right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of his quotations was, I'm very concerned about the millions of baby boomers who are counting on the stock market to deliver them a safe, sound, long retirement. I am afraid the baby boomers who are counting on the stock market are in trouble. Hmm. But um, He has a book with, written with uh, Donald Trump, I think. Yeah, um, I was going to make a remark about that, but <laughs> I think I won't make a remark about that. But... Um, yeah, writing books, uh, Why the Rich Are Getting Richer, Retire Young, Retire Rich. Some of these are interesting. Uh, some of them are 18, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And some of the old concepts no longer apply. Right. But the main issue is you got to stay current on taxes. We don't expect our clients to do that. What we expect is that we will stay current on these issues and be able to teach our clients. Um, Mike, I know you do uh, webinars and you see people and talk to them about how to protect their estates. If they're worth more than a million dollars, then um, they have a one million dollar federal, ex- uh, one million dollar state exemption, basically. Yeah, right. And um, the federal exemption is much higher right now. It's eleven million index for inflation. Yeah. So and I think with the index, it's up to about eleven and a half million yeah. right now. Yeah. That means if you're a married couple. You can protect about $22, $23 million of assets from the federal estate tax. Yeah. If you're in that category and you haven't done planning, you better get in here really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and you can do that, by the way, by call Mike uh, and give him a call at 508-998-8800. But I will tell you, because we end up doing financial planning for some of these people, we see a lot of people that have more than a million dollars, sometimes more than two, sometimes more than three or four, that haven't done any planning at all. Mm-hmm. So they've done a great job making money and accumulating money, but gosh, if you don't protect it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had a $4 million estate and you've done nothing, you're going to pay about $377,000 in Massachusetts estate taxes. If you do trust planning, you can knock about $100,000 off of that. Yep. If you have certain kinds of assets, such as a large life insurance policy, that's part of your taxable estate. Mm-hmm. You don't want to own it. You want to put it into an irrevocable life insurance trust, for example. Walter Cronkite. Did you ever hear Walter Cronkite? Yep. So he wasn't before your time. No. <laughs> he said, I haven't quite got the hang of this retirement thing. So I'm like, I don't have any wishes to retire. But, Pete, we do have a need to hire a couple more people in this office, don't we? We uh, absolutely do, and we're actually working on that as we speak. I stepped out of the uh, room for a minute, but uh, when I did, I I was actually thinking of something that is, I mean, I'm I'm talking, I'm going way off on a tangent here. I'm thinking of Cheryl at um, the Lance Family Insurance Agency for home and auto insurance and commercial, and talked very briefly about Deb Landry at the beginning of the show and how she's a commercial expert we just hired. Um, you, Dad, got Cheryl a book all about chickens, a magazine all about chickens. I did. She's our chicken lady. And on Friday, she came into the large conference room where you and I were meeting, and she, she, for anyone who has listened to the show when she's been on, you know what a character she is and what a personality she is. Um, so she came in and she just said, oh, I love that book. It's just the best thing I've ever seen, and I'm going to get a goose. <laughs> well, it's not just a goose. It's it's a sentinel or a guard goose. And she said that you can train them to guard your chickens from predators, and I'm going to train it to, to walk on a leash. And <laughs> wow. Well, she, just don't bring it in the office, please. <laughs> but she's actually had hawks come down and yeah. grab and snatch one of her smaller, younger chickens uh, and fly right off with it. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, this is an even further off on a tangent now. Um, at Crapo Field, the baseball fields in Dartmouth, 
uh, all three of my children have been playing baseball, and the Ospreys, which they oh, were in, wonderful, they were endangered at one point. Now that I think they're just on the what's the next uh, the next step up from endangered um, mystery. Yeah, whatever. E- either way, they're 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 still protected. They're a protected species. Either way, once they nest on top of one of the light towers at the baseball field, you can't touch that tower ever again. So mm-hmm. they were looking to replace the, the the lights, and now they don't know what the heck they're going to do because they're starting to nest all over the baseball field. And there's tons of them all of a sudden this year. Well, the fun thing about this is when you're there at around the end of day. Um, You'll see the the younger ones there, and they start screaming and screaming and screaming. They'll scream for five or ten minutes. They want the mother to come back, and then yeah. you'll see the mother come in, and she has a fish in her yeah. talons. Yeah. And sometimes it can be like a ten-inch long fish. Mm-hmm. And she goes right to the nest and deposits the fish. No, she doesn't. She flies around and around and around the baseball fields until the fish stops flopping in her talons, oh. waiting for it to die before she brings it to the nest. <laughs> can I tell you the last time I was there uh, last week, in the parking lot, I saw some fish carcasses in the parking lot, like just the skin and the bones remaining. Well, anyways, we did go off on a tangent there, but I was thinking about the chicken lady and Cheryl, and I just wanted to read an email that came in, and we reached out to this gentleman. His uh, name is Ray C. I'm not going to give you his last name, um, but he reached out to us um, about three weeks ago and asked if we could quote him on a new home policy. And I emailed him back and said that Cheryl would be in touch with him. And he emailed back and said, I never heard anything. Are you still interested in in quoting this policy? And I said, yes, Cheryl absolutely um, has reached out to you, but I'll make sure. So he emailed me on Wednesday, August 12th and said, I wanted to send you a quick note to let you know that my email below was an error on my part. I had spoken to Cheryl, but did not make the connection that she was with your firm. She was actually the only person from brokerage firms firms that actually placed a phone call to introduce herself. Everyone else communicated completely by email. She took the time to take me through each of the coverages, asked me questions to learn more about the home and the property, and worked with me to create a policy that met my needs. And she has a pleasure to talk with. So my apologies for sending a chase email in error. Cheryl was already in the process of winning the business. She is a keeper. Have a great summer, Ray. So I just wanted to share that with you because well, Cheryl nice was so proud of that. Recommendation. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you happen to have chickens and eggs in your savings account that you've been saving, attorney Mike Coleman wants to be your guardian goose. <laughs> and I've already him. trained him to walk on a leash. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a field in Westport that has a hen house with probably about 100 chickens or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's always a dog out there with all the chickens. Oh, yeah. Always. Yeah. Anytime you go by there, it's the guardian dog. Chickens are vulnerable. Yeah. Susie Ormond, you've all heard about Susie Ormond once said, pay off your mortgage before retirement, and that's one less bill you'll have to worry about when you're on a fixed income. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this is a great time to think about refinancing your mortgage. Rates are at an all-time low right now, and you can still get excellent rates. While you're at it, maybe you want to switch from going to a 30-year fixed to a 15-year fixed. I know a lot of people who have been doing that lately, um, going from a 30-year to a 15-year. And yeah, the payments, it's basically a payment every um, two weeks instead of every month. And uh, you can pay it down, obviously, in half the time. So that's a really good thing to consider right now. Rates are still at great um, record lows, not record lows, but they're very low right now. And um, if you're looking to sell, it's a great time to sell as well. I mean, it's, it's a great time to do both, really. So I want to just mention a couple of things to Mike, because uh, Mike's going to leave a little early from the show today and uh, go to another appointment. I want to, first of all, thank you, Mike, for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I and mean, I want to tell, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you don't think your estate plan is in order or if you think it ought to be reviewed, give attorney Mike Coleman a call at... Yeah, at 508-998-8800. And the consultations are free, so we'll sit down with you and ask you to fill out a a form just showing us what your assets are and family information and all that. And then we talk about maybe the best options for you, and that's a free consultation. If you decide to move forward, you can do so. And it's critically important. You know, if you have a house, you have house insurance on it. If you have any kind of assets, including real estate and anything else that you might have, if you haven't done your estate plan and get your documents in order, 
then you haven't protected those assets. That's right. And that's a fairly basic thing that everybody needs to do. And we also do other documents that are really important to have, like powers of attorney, mm-hmm. healthcare documents, especially now with what we're going through. Uh, yeah. Those are really important. We had a staff meeting uh, earlier, and we were talking about um, protecting kids mm-hmm. going off to school. Not everybody goes off to school right now with the pandemic, but uh, you're, if you've got a child going off to school and they haven't done a power of attorney and a health care proxy, mm-hmm. they have issues, you need to sign medical documents for them, uh, you're going to have a hard time. You could be going into court to be named their guardian. Yeah, yeah. So those are simple things you can do as part of a package when you're sending a child off to college and off to school. Just mm-hmm. think about those things. Absolutely. Well, Mike, you've got so many things you can talk to clients about. I know you do webinars periodically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, take a look at the website, lancelawinc.com, so you can learn all about what we do, who we are. And again, if you'd like to meet with us, we'd ha- be happy to have a consultation. Right. And um, so thank you once right. again for being here. Thank you. Come visit Mike. Um, um, he'll be more than happy to help you. All right. Have a good day. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Bye, Mike. Bye. So I want to just mention one other thing that Susie Ormond said, Pete. Um, yes, your kids should go to school. No, you shouldn't bankroll their degree, whatever the cost. You've spent your life creating a sound financial plan. Don't upend it by suspending your own retirement savings or taking out a home equity line of credit to pay for a pricey college. Yes, I mean, a lot of what she says is very basic stuff, but people like her, so... No, but that's an important thing. We talk about that uh, periodically. Um, So I have an appointment I have to step out on, so um, take care and enjoy the rest of the show by yourself. Okay. Um, (laughs) Did you want to come back tomorrow to work? (laughs) Well, um, yeah. uh, Let's see, tomorrow's Monday. Yeah. Maybe I'll come back on Tuesday, actually. Okay. Well, I want to come back to this quick question about financing college. Uh, We will be doing a show, Not Too Distant Future talking about college financing. Well, especially with what's going on right now, uh, I have a lot of friends with their kids in their first year of college right now. Mine's a year away from his first year of college. Um, And college isn't for everyone. I mean, I think that uh, vocational schools and a trade is absolutely awesome. That's why my middle child is going to Volk. But a lot of people are saying, you know, should I be spending the money right now in these times to have my child go off to college? You know, are they actually going to continue the entire and, and fulfill the entire year or what? Um, and then there's other schools. Um, the last I heard, and this was going back at least a few weeks ago, is that Harvard was going to be virtual learning only. And there was an article I saw in the Boston Globe that said, you know, a lot of parents were taking their kids out of Harvard saying, what's the point of paying for a Harvard education if it's all virtual learning? So it's definitely interesting times. It's, it's very difficult times. But I want to come back to one quick financing point for college because a lot of people don't think about this. If you take money and put it into a retirement plan or a retirement account, those assets don't count against you when it comes time for applying for college aid for your child going to college. Critical point. So some of that can include retirement annuities. So let's say you had $150,000 in bank accounts, um, that money, a good chunk of that money needs to get spent down to pay for your child's college education. But if you take part of that money and put it into a retirement annuity instead, a lot of that money isn't going to count against you, and it will make your child more eligible for financing. And then the other corollary of that is, well, all right, so my child can get school, student loans and school loans. That's going to have to get paid someday. You know what? If you have a child of any age who's already got student loans and you have personally co-signed on those loans, which typically you're going to have to do, take out a life insurance policy on the life of your child. It's so cheap. The last thing your child would want is if something happened to him or her and they got killed in a car accident, that the parents are going to get stuck paying $100,000 in school loans. You get a life insurance policy on the child, at least the student loans are going to get paid off, and the parents aren't going to be stuck with it. Well, it's more than that, and that's obviously a morbid thing to think about and terrible yeah, thing to think it's about. It's a planning thing to think it's about. It's a planning thing to think about, and also life insurance 
is not utilized enough by people as a retirement tool. You know, most people, first of all, don't have life insurance or have enough life insurance just to protect their spouse and their children and be able to pay off a home and other major debt if they should pass when, you know, when they pass. But again, most people don't have any or enough life insurance just to for protection purposes. But even far, far fewer people really understand what a great benefit life insurance can be as a retirement tool. Yep. And I'd like to address that. Whole life insurance I'm talking about. Yeah, it has to be permanent insurance to do that. Um, uh, There are so many things you can do which have tax impacts. Uh, If you've got an IRA account, a traditional IRA account, you can convert it over to a Roth IRA account. That's a taxable event. You've got to pay income taxes on that when you do that. But maybe if you do it in increments and pay a little tax now, you might have a much more secure retirement later. Because if you take the money out during retirement, but now we have income tax increases, which are already on the books, maybe you're going to be paying more money in retirement on that income, on that IRA account. Whereas if you had converted it to a Roth, then you're not going to be paying taxes on the withdrawals. Yeah, and this, again, as, as I continue to say, every single case is completely different and unique from the next. Um, depends on what your tax bracket is now versus what you think it will be when you retire. And as we talked about 20 minutes ago, uh, do you think that income taxes are going to increase or decrease Well, or stay flat? I think 99.9% of people are going to say that they expect that income taxes are going to only increase. Yes, and, and sometimes people ask the question about Social Security. Will Social Security still be there as a program? And I think the answer is absolutely yes. It would be political uh, death for any politician to vote against eliminating Social Security. There's too much dependency. But it's not intended to be your main source of retirement. It's meant to be a safety net. Um, A lady named Zoe Lofgren once said, Social Security not only helps Americans enjoy a secure retirement, it has also kept millions of Americans out of poverty. And that's why it was originally created. I want to come back to something we mentioned a few minutes ago, Pete, and that is that um, we have um, ads running right now. We're looking to hire in the financial company in USA Wealth Group. We are looking to hire um, a good organized administrative assistant who would be working with me. We're also looking to hire people uh, in the marketing area, especially in telemarketing. So we've got two different positions we're advertising right now. If you're listening, and this is something that you may have some interest in, by all means, give a call to 508-998-8858. You'll be asked to send in a resume. You can do that electronically or however it's done. Call up and ask for Janet. She'll get all these calls. (laughs) (laughs) She'll love that. But seriously, uh, we are looking to um, increase our staffing here a little bit. If you have interest, reach out to us. And the um, the marketing person is basically a telemarketer, and that's a terrible word, but in this case, it's not really cold calling. Uh, what it is is we have a very large database of clients or prospects. A prospect is somebody who's come in to our office at uh, some point or another or has been to one of our seminars uh, but has not followed through on their planning. Um, So they are very familiar with the names Lance Law, uh, USA Wealth Group, uh, Ray Lance, Tiny Lance, Peter Lance. Um, So we're looking to have these people called and sort of scrub the database, if you will, to find out if they are still interested in being on the list, if they would be interested in in making an appointment. So it's not true cold calling. They will recognize the name. um, And there's, you know, a fairly uh, substantial um, fee that you could earn per appointment booked should they choose to come back into our office. Um, Somebody named Preeti Patel once said, revolutions about taxation have shaped our history. You know, if you think about it, going back to the American Revolution, and I don't have anything historical here to talk about, the American Revolution was begun primarily because of the tax Taxation without representation. Taxation without representation. Um, and the colonists rebelled and said, no, 
we need representation. We don't want to be under the thumb of England. And that was the, the basis for it. Taxes were peanuts back then that they complained about compared to, you know, the relative percentage between then and now is ridiculous. So I think that we should have another Boston Tea Party, but I think we should start by throwing all of Congress and the Senate and uh, everybody in the White House, all of them, every single one, into the Boston Harbor. What do you think? That's an interesting idea. What would you call that, a Washington Tea Party? Washington, Boston Tea Party. Or a new a new a new uh, spiritual birth a new beginning or something of that nature <laughs> a guy named Lawrence Peter once said America is a land of taxation that was founded to avoid taxation and um, so but think about that we've come a long way in this country but taxation is also what provides for services there's a lady named Rita Mae Brown I like this quotation once said no animal on the face of the earth of the earth could conceive of taxation. You and I work roughly six months a year to pay our local, state, and federal taxes. If nothing else, this should convince you that animals are smarter than people. Yeah. What do you think, Pete? Well, you just talked about our taxes go to pay for a lot of good services, and all I know is that our infrastructure is absolutely atrocious compared to so many other countries in the world, and you know, our excise tax, well, Dartmouth does a pretty good job of, of keeping up with the roads. And, and But, I, you know, you drive through New Bedford or, you know, even some major highways outside and the potholes and the, the frost heaves are horrible. Well, it's not, it's not New Bedford. It's a lot of area towns. There's a lot of local roads. The fact is every city or town has to think carefully about how it spends its money. And if you went and did everything that had to get done, you'd be raising taxes a lot. And there's already a big tax burden on people. Well, all I know is the last several years there has not been as much of a need for snow cleanup and salt spreading on the road, and yet that extra money somehow didn't seem to go to fixing the roads. Well, we have a lot of exemptions in this country (laughs) also. Ulysses S. Grant, a very important Civil War general on the Union side, uh, President of the United States, said, I would suggest the taxation of all property equally whether church or corporation, exempting only the last resting place of the dead, and possibly with proper restrictions, church edifices. But there's a lot of nonprofit companies that um, don't pay taxes, aren't there? Yep, and look very carefully at nonprofits if you're a supporter or a donator um, of those nonprofits because many, many of them have some. CEOs who make quite a bit more money than you'd imagine. So I have to give you one more quotation from a guy named Edward Abbey. Taxation, how the sheep are shorn. (laughs) That's a cue one, isn't it? Well, what I want to come do is come back briefly to the subject of taxation again, taxation and retirement. If, If retirement is maybe five years away and you're thinking, or even longer, and you've got a large IRA, and we sat down with you and did an income analysis and said, you're probably not going to need to tap all this money from your IRA or retirement account when you retire. You may have some surplus money here, but you're going to end up having to take some minimum distributions whether you want to or not. So one of the things that we were talking about earlier, Pete, is we could take some of the money, uh, do a series of periodic withdrawals from the IRA, pay taxes on it, and then take the net money and put that into an irrevocable life insurance trust or which owns, an, which owns a life insurance policy, a, um, an IUL policy, which is an indexed universal life policy. And that is not a variable universal life policy or VUL. Variable means you're in the market. Indexed means you're tied to a stock market uh, index. It's, it's, so you're not actually in the market. So the whole concept is to think about taking money that you would otherwise have to take out of an IRA or 401k and report it as ordinary income, and maybe you don't need all that money, and instead convert some of it into a life insurance policy. And here's what you end up with. You end up with a death benefit in the life insurance policy, and you've got the leveraging power of paying the premiums. So for example, 
let's say you're paying uh, $10,000 a year into a life insurance policy, and maybe it's going to buy a $400,000 policy, just hypothetically. You could pay literally one year's worth of premium, $10,000, and you happen to die, that policy is going to pay off $400,000. It's a little bit like your family winning the lottery, maybe. I don't know. But and the, the fact is the in, the life insurance policy proceeds when they come in, that's not income. That's not taxable income. That's a tax-free benefit to the family. They don't pay any income taxes on the death benefit. There's very, very creative things that we can do. There's a lot of ideas that we have that I feel a lot of other people do not have the knowledge. Um, there's also, you know, with the with what's happened with the Secure Act and the CARES Act. There's all kinds of different things that have happened just in the last eight months. Um, when somebody passed away and they left an IRA to a spouse, that was called an inherited IRA. You could do what's called a stretch IRA and stretch it out over the um, spouse's life expectancy, and that that meant that they didn't have to take it all at once. They could use it as income for their retirement and stretch out the amount that they're getting distributed to them and therefore stretch out the taxes so they didn't have to pay all the taxes at once. Well, now that has changed, and you have to take the funds within 10 years. So they've, the IRS, they want their money faster. Or you can also wait till the end of 10 years and take it all at one year in the 10th year. Correct. You can either take it all right away as a, as a lump sum and pay all the taxes up front. You can stretch it out you know, t- equally 10% over the 10 years, or you can pay it all at once at the end of 10 years and take it out all at once at the end of 10 years, so what or any combination. So what if you took some of that money over a 10-year period, so you, over each of the 10 years, you took some money out and paid the income taxes on it and then put the net proceeds that maybe you don't need to live on into a life insurance policy. You're going to have a multiplier effect of that. And you can. there's so many different variables for life insurance also. You can do what's called a 10-pay life insurance policy. So that way, at the end of 10 years, the life insurance policy is paid up. You paid the income taxes on it. Now you have this cash value inside of a life insurance policy with a large death benefit. Um, It's good for you and your retirement. It's good for your spouse or your other beneficiaries when you pass. And here's something interesting. Another thing you could do with a life insurance policy. How many people listening today, I wonder, are concerned about, what if I go into a nursing home? I'm going to lose all my money. Well, first thing you got to do is you got to give Attorney Tenny Lance a call at 508-998-8800 because she has a great deal of expertise in that area and but has helped a lot of people. That's another thing that you can do with life insurance now. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm getting to. That's the point I'm getting to. Well, there used to be something called, well, there still is, but it's become so cost prohibitive that very few people can afford it, and those that can't afford it probably shouldn't pay for it anyways because they're... Which is what? Uh, long-term care insurance, LTCI. Right. Very wealthy people are probably the only people who, who can afford it anymore. It's so costly. Long-term care insurance is costly. So as Peter was suggesting, what if you are concerned about, gee, if I go into a nursing home, how do I pay for it? I'm going to have to spend down all my assets. I'm not going to qualify for Medicaid until I spend down a lot of it. If you take out a new life insurance policy today, it can not only build cash value for you, it's always going to have a death benefit, but if it has what's called a living death, a living benefit rider, what does that do, Pete? Well, it's they're even called long-term care riders. You know, it's basically you can actually, if you had to go to a nursing home, you couldn't pay for it by yourself, then this rider kicks in and the benefit uh, goes down, but it actually pays for your nursing home. So the death benefit goes down, but it pays for your nursing home costs. And it might also pay for at-home care, so you have custodians or custodial help coming in, people yep. coming in to help. So what that means very simply is, let's say you had a $400,000 life insurance policy. Um, you're paying premiums into that, but when you die, your family is going to collect $400,000. On the other hand, if you become incapacitated and you can't make two out of the, uh, I think it's five or six activities of daily living, ADLs, you can trigger pulling money out of the policy. So you might be able to pull out the whole $400,000 gradually to pay the cost of your care. And that's going to be a way to protect your other assets that you could maybe figure out how to dispose of in the meantime. The last thing that this life insurance policy does, which is just as important, we're talking today about taxes and how to think about taxes in every single thing you do, and especially when it comes to retirement benefit. 
So let's say you pull out some money out of your IRA account. You pay some income taxes on it. Now you take the net money and you put it into a life insurance policy. That policy is going to build cash value. And now when you go to retire, let's say it's 10 years later and you get a buildup of cash value, you can borrow money against the life insurance policy. And it's a loan and it gives you income you can live on during retirement. But because it's a loan, you don't have to pay any income taxes on it. And you also don't ever have to pay the loan back. It just reduces the death benefit by the amount that you've taken out. Very good point. So Rush Limbaugh, did you ever hear Rush Limbaugh? <clears throat> I won't. I'm, he once I'm said, not going to say what if, I think about that blowhard. Oh, I just no, no. He said if Thomas Jefferson thought taxation without representation was bad, he should see how it is with representation. I like, I like that quotation. I think it's a good quotation. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, if you're thinking about retiring, don't just take a look at what your retirement income is and your budget and your expenses. It's critically important to take a look at every single tax impact. Can you save taxes if you structure your money a little bit differently? If your retirement is five or 10 years out, gives you a little bit more time to think about planning. Um, think about protecting your family. There's, there's so much we can do. Uh, we haven't begun to talk about this uh, topic today. You can convert to a Roth IRA, for example, from a traditional. Did you know that if you're working and you've got a 401k plan, in almost every instance, if you've reached the age of 59 and a half, you can pull money out of your 401k plan and you don't have to wait until you retire from the company. So we do a lot of that. We do. It's called an in-service distribution. We also um, really, uh, we only talk about this once or twice a year. If you have a 401k and you have moved on from that company, you really need to roll it over to an IRA for many reasons. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening today. We need to wrap up. Um, we're really excited to talk about taxes. We're really excited to meet with you. Give us a call. Take some action. And always, always, always think about taxes. We'll see you again on the radio next week. Thank you, Pete. Good day.